in this episode of the Natural Alpha Podcast. So by sprinting uphill, you're creating less impact on the joints, but you're creating a greater demand for strength because of the greater range of motion that's required from the glutes. So grass-fed beef has twice as much CLA, five times as much omega-3s, and it's cheaper than grain-fed crap beef if you know where to get it. So it's really the high-intensity reps that matter, the amount of high-intensity reps that matter. So every guy should try this training technique for at least four weeks and see what happens. Hey guys, welcome to the show. This is the podcast where we take natural biofundamentals and hacks and show you how to incorporate them into your lifestyle for supernatural results in things like health, muscle building, fat loss, and hormone optimization. So thanks again for tuning in, and now let's get to today's show. All right, guys, so coming up in today's episode, we're going to talk about the best cardio that actually spares muscle and may even build a little bit of it where to buy your grass-fed, grass-finished beef, and a forgotten muscle mass building technique that, although it's been forgotten, still actually works like crazy, so stick around. Okay, so the first thing I'm going to talk about is uh, cardio may be a, a bit of a misleading term because it's not technically cardio because you're not tapping into the aerobic system. You're still doing the anaerobic system or the glycolytic system at best. Um, and I'll just get right to it. It's uphill sprints. So why uphill sprints in particular? Well, the principle is that you're moving uh, your muscle as fast and as safely as possible, creating a stretch reflex without actually causing as much impact as you were or as you would just by with regular sprinting. It's because when, you're, when your foot leaves the ground and goes up the hill, it doesn't have to come down as far because the hill basically meets your foot at that top level. When you're moving that quickly and you're creating a stretch reflex, you are training your type two muscle fibers. So these are the ones that actually respond to load or velocity and they grow from either that load or velocity. And sort of the wisdom in, in it is, like I said, the said principle, which I've talked about before, which stands for specific adaptations to impose demands. The body understands that it, it needs to keep muscle because it still needs to move quickly and it needs to drop dead weight. And that dead weight being fat. That's sort of the training wisdom behind it, but the science backs it up. And if you get into the scientific data, you'll notice that with sprinting and other sort of hit training or high intensity interval training, there's something called the epoch effect, which is uh, exercise post-oxygen consumption um, and sprinting. And if you do this, I'll talk about structuring it later, but you can be burning calories and burning Hi guys, I just wanted to jump in and say thanks again for listening or if you're watching on YouTube, thank you. It would really help me out to help other people if you would subscribe and leave a comment and let me know how you're enjoying the show and what other content you would like to hear. Okay, let's get back to the show. Fat for up to 72, or sorry, about 40, 48 hours, maybe two days, maybe three days if you do a really good one uh, later. So you're burning fat for up to two days after your sprinting session, which is really cool, right? Um, be careful if you're out of shape though. I mean, any sprinting or any high velocity stuff, if you're, if you're just jumping into this, you're going to get hurt because that's where injuries happen is particularly on high velocity things, particularly on the eccentric load. So if you're loading a muscle very quickly as it's elongating, that's when you're going to get pulled. So you definitely have to ease into something like this. 
Generally how I structure this is with a general mobility flow warm up, then do three sets of increasing intensity, and then you're going to do five to eight working sets um, with about two to three minutes in between each set. You do want to recover fully between your uphill sprints. Um, you'll just get way more out of the actual sprint when you do it, and it also decreases your risk for injury. So that's tip number one for today. Uphill sprints are going to be your best bet at maintaining muscle. Again, because the body knows that understands that it needs to hold on to muscle because it needs that strength to get up the hill, but it will drop the dead weight, the body fat, and it does this through the EPOC system. Okay. Now the next thing I, I got, um, a lot of guys talking about, um, or contacting me and they said, Oh, grass fed beef. That's great. But where do you get it? And it's really, there's no secret place, but, um, I'll, I'll talk about a couple places, but First of all, let's talk about grass-fed beef in general. So particularly grass-fed and grass-finished beef. You want something that's finished on the, the grass as well because sometimes grass-fed beef will be labeled grass-fed, but it's, gra or it's still finished with grains for the last either six weeks or a couple of months of their life. And that sort of negates the whole uh, point of it being grass-fed in the first place, right? But the reason why we get grass-fed, grass-finished beef as athletes or just as people that care about our bodies, is it because it has significantly more beneficial nutrients than its grain counterpart, right? It has two to three times more conjugated linoleic acid. And, and this is an, an acid that is vital in uh, fatty acid oxidation, um, which is basically fat loss. Um, so it has two to three times more of that than its grain-fed counterpart and has up to five times more omega-3s, which is responsible for a proper inflammatory response. So for the inflammatory response to happen uh, in its entirety in the human body, omega-3s are required for that. Um, there's, there's a couple places you can get this stuff online. Uh, butcher Box is the most common one. So I ordered a Butcher Box from butcherbox.ca. Uh, up in Canada, in the States, butcherbox.com. And it was great stuff. It tasted great. It came vacuum sealed. It was grass fed, grass finished. And they claim that the price is, is lower than what you would pay for regular beef, but I didn't really find that. After all the shipping and said and done, it still came to between 12 and $15 a pound, which is, is still really good for grass fed, grass finished beef. Don't get me wrong. And if you don't want to make a commitment to buy like a half a cow or a quarter cow, which is where I'm going next, then this is a great place to start. So butcherbox.ca and go for the grass fed, grass finished. Um, but the next thing, do a simple Google search. Uh, just type in grass fed beef near me or uh, grass fed beef and it'll come up on Google Maps. And, there, and there's tons of farms now doing it. There's tons of small local farms. And that's what I did. And that's where I bought mine. Where I live around here that did grass-fed, grass-finished, they butchered it and they sealed it and they delivered. So I was looking for a sort of an all-in-one and it came to about uh, $7.99 a pound. And that was Wilderness Ranch here in, uh, I think they're in Mississauga, which is sort of a, a town that's near me. Uh, but really good stuff. I've eaten it. It tastes great. And it 
meets all the requirements that I recommend for grass-fed and grass-finished beef. But do a simple Google search because then you cut out the middleman and you buy directly from the farm. You'd buy directly from the rancher. Uh, you support local businesses and the price goes down significantly, right? So that is my recommendation on where to buy grass-fed, grass-finished beef. Just do a simple Google search, find a farm and buy it right from there, okay? Uh, last thing we're going to talk about is rest-pause training. So rest-pause training, or sometimes it's called extended sets, is what I believe has sort of been forgotten as a mass builder. And I've talked about high-intensity training before or heavy-duty training before with uh, who made it the most famous, I would say, is um, the six-time or seven-time, I think it's six-time, Mr. Olympia Dorian Yates, who just was, you know, famous for starting the mass monster area and like how era, sorry. And how did he get so much muscle mass? And he basically did this heavy duty training, which was taking the set to failure and then beyond with forced reps. So his workout partner would help him up. So he'd go to failure on a set, reach muscular failure. His workout partner or training partner would then lift up the weight for him and he would have to just slowly control the eccentric overloading this muscle and they did that for an extra two to three reps sometimes more but rest pause training is sort of something it's like that but you can do it on your own so you'll take a set you'll fail anywhere between six and ten repetitions you'll take 15 seconds and then pump out another two to four reps whatever you can do you'll hit failure again and basically you keep doing that you hit failure wait 15 seconds doing reps till you can hit failure again, wait 15 seconds until basically you're at one and then you stop the set and then that's your, your training set, right? Now, the principle of this that sort of goes hand in hand with the heavy duty training is, is the total number of high intensity repetitions. Um, so those high intensity repetitions, it's always the reps at the end of the set that create the most micro tears in those myofilaments in the muscle, um, thus creating the most biological requirement for growth. Um, Arnold even said it back in the 70s in uh, the documentary Pumping Iron. I think he said it's, you know, the 10th, 11th and 12th rep. That's what really makes the muscle then grow. That's my bad accent of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, but all the other reps are just sort of getting you there. So getting you to that point. Um, because it's not really feasible to just basically do one rep maxes all the time for, say, bicep curls or whatever muscle you're trying to grow, and you won't get a lot of volume in doing it that way either. Uh, but Mike Menser, who was another great bodybuilder in the 80s, he, he did this, Dorian Yates, and it was created by Arthur Jones way back when. But anyways, um, you can basically do that with any body part or any exercise. Uh, I've implemented it into... Uh, close grip bench press. Anytime I'm going for hypertrophy, I always try to make the range of motion bigger in that lift. A classic powerlifting bench press, you're actually trying to shorten the range of motion as much as possible. But for muscular hypertrophy, I always like long lifts um, because you will engage the most amount of uh, muscle that way. So make it hard, make it hard. Use, use the variation of the lift that actually requires you to go through a greater range of motion. Uh, but that's how you do it. Um, how I structure this is sometimes I'll do, I'll pick three exercises. Um, I'll do a, a rest pause set. Then I'll go to another exercise, do a rest pause set, and then to another exercise and do a rest pause set. And then by the time I, and the, the body parts are split. And then by the time I get back to that first exercise, I've rested and I do it again. 
Now the reps basically decrease every time, but boy, is it killer and it works, man. Um, but that's it for today, guys. Thanks for listening. And we will talk to you soon on our next podcast and stay strong. Guys, thanks for listening. I hope you can take today's content and apply it to your life to make a stronger version of yourself. I really do. If so, it would really help me out if you guys could follow me on Apple or Google Podcasts or whatever platform you're listening on, really. And leave a review as well. And let me know how I'm doing and what other topics you'd like to hear about. You can also subscribe to my YouTube channel, The Natural Alpha. And thanks again. I appreciate you guys. Stay strong and we'll talk soon.